0: The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including Gate Global Impact and media consultant Mike Schwager.
1: Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World Show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. Our guest today is Tara Russell. She is the president of Fathom, a new cruise line that's part of the Carnival Cruise family. Tara, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks. It's really great to be with you.
0: Well, I I am a big fan of cruising, a big uh, fan of Carnival, have been... Uh, Sailing a number of times with you, just absolutely love it. So when I heard about the new Fathom Cruise Line, I reached out to you immediately to get you on the show. I'm excited about what you're doing. And uh, I think all of our viewers are going to be interested to learn more about how they can get involved with doing something meaningful while on a fabulous cruise, and to think about going to Cuba, no less. So listen, there's a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. Why don't you begin, Tara, by telling us about how you came up with the idea for Fathom?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's been a an adventure for the last couple of years, so we have been busy, kind of underground, uh, since actually the summer of 2013, and for me, a, a big piece of it really came from my own personal experience. So I spent um, my first career in the corporate world and I have spent sort of my second career building social enterprises from the ground up for the last 15 years. And because a lot of my work was in Southeast Asia, a good number of our friends and our community have often uh, reached out to us and said, hey, you know, I'm going to Bangkok, I'm going to Shanghai. uh, What are some of the organizations that I could potentially come alongside and serve and support while I'm there? And so in some ways, I've had my own kind of Uh, fragmented anecdotal just personal experience and then uh, having children I have a nine and a seven-year-old you know it's really really important to me uh, to combine my passion for travel with my desire to make an impact right and so my own personal experiences you know we've sort of built a product that I want to enjoy myself and so that's kind of where it came from you know initially it was really just a hunch Uh, My experience taking people overseas on uh, social impact trips so far has been small groups. And it's often really um, been kind of fragmented. And I really don't believe that that is genuinely impactful long term. I think the best way uh, to make a marked difference, especially in a developing world country, is to take a very long term uh, systematic approach at how you think about partnership, how you think about a learning, immersion, and impact. And so the way we've architected and built Fathom is, is radically different. And so initially it was a hunch. Uh, we did an extensive amount of design thinking work, uh, really working to understand not only the consumer desire to travel and make a difference, but also to understand from our partner countries is this something they had the potential interest in. And so we spent a lot of time on the ground in the Dominican Republic. We're still spending quite a bit of time, as you could imagine. Uh, really just listening to a, a diverse set of stakeholders and understanding everybody from uh, kids in schools, teachers, you know Dominican business leaders, uh, the Ministry of Education, the Ministry of the Environment, you know, really wanting to understand at all levels of, of society. is this something, that they would be interested in? And if so, what were the priorities that they already have that they're already busy tackling? So we've spent a good bit of time just learning. Uh, The good thing is we heard the same things. We heard about education, we heard about the environment, we heard about economic development. And so as you could imagine, the great majority of the work that we're doing on the ground in the Dominican is focused in those
0: arenas. So let's talk about projects. Uh, you're spooling up Dominican Republic first, right? Absolutely. So what are some of first- the projects you're planning there?
2: Yeah, so they're heavily focused around the environment, education, and, and the envi- or in economic development. Um, a few examples, to give you a sense, I'll be down there next week. We'll be at a, um, one of our partners called Chocal, which is actually a chocolate factory and a chocolate-producing women's cooperative. So these women uh, plant cacao and they produce chocolate uh, for a variety of markets, and it is a really empowering kind of self-sufficiency tool. However, they face the same challenge a lot of small social enterprises face, which is they've got demand in the marketplace, but they don't have the ability or resources to scale up their, uh, their team. And so what we're going to do is we're actually going to come alongside their efforts. We're going to help them plant cacao. We're going to help them make chocolate, which sounds terrible. Um, and we're, we're going to over time empower them to not need our help in the sense that our goal for them is to be able to hire more women and really to increase the job training and the employment opportunities they have on the ground there. So that's one example. Uh, another example, as you can imagine, uh, the northern coast of the Dominican Republic is, is very um, depressed economically in terms of jobs. So lots and lots of adults uh, and even older youth don't have access to great jobs. And the great majority who, who do, it really stems from their ability to speak English effectively. And so we've got a variety of different uh, conversational English models you can think about sort of the the junior achievement mentality in the sense that we're we're essentially developing tools and models that could be used anywhere and that really uh, a volunteer could pretty simply plug into with you know the sort of training and resources they need to be effective so we'll be doing some work around education um, really with the end goal of these youth being able to improve their language skills so they can actually get better jobs We'll also be offering those models with adults um, throughout the community as well, hoping to increase their ability to, you know, obtain jobs. So so those are a couple examples. We'll be producing water filters. Uh, A great number of the people in the region we serve just still don't have access to clean water. So we're working with Wine to Water, which is a group you may have heard of, and, and we're producing water filters down there. Uh, we're doing reforestation efforts um, across the country and, and serving sort of in a couple different environmental models but that gives you kind of a sense of the types of things I mean again the key for us was we didn't come in with a solution we came in with a lot of questions and a real strong desire to learn and we've loved we've just fallen in love with the Dominicans I mean they're really really beautiful people and you know We're uh, honored to come alongside the great work they're already doing and really to expand and amplify um, the outcomes they can have because of the size and scale of, of who we are and what we're
0: doing. So when, when the ship sails in and you've got 750 eager volunteers, how do you manage the logistics of getting 750 people to all these different projects and, and give them a meaningful opportunity to do it?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, as you could imagine, we're bringing, uh, you know, a full ship of eager beavers, so to speak. And and the onboard time is a a huge opportunity for us to train, prepare and really equip our travelers when they come. We will never have 750 people going one place. (laughs) That's not the goal. The goal is if, if you think about the northern region of the Dominican Republic, we're serving a region that is about an hour radius outside of the port. So we're fanning our travelers out in groups of, say, 15 to 25 to serve in these various uh, opportunities on the ground. And so the beauty is we can not just support one school, we can maybe support 10 or 20 and over time 200 schools at a time versus being in one isolated community. So essentially we're taking the same model and we're offering it in various different locations.
0: Well, this is really exciting. Now, let's talk a little bit about Cuba, because uh, yours will be one of the first cruise ships to begin docking in Cuba, won't it? Or, or do I misunderstand the lay of the land in Cuba?
2: Yeah, well, as you can imagine, you know, the world is hungry for Cuba and just very, very curious, right? And being that wow. awesome, small uh, ship for Fathom is homeported in Miami, or will be homeported in Miami, obviously, Cuba is a, a very close neighbor, so. We were deeply immersed in the Dominican uh, when President Obama eased the travel restrictions last December, and we started to think, hey, we've got a ship in the Caribbean. Perhaps this is a good second partner country. So that's when we started to kind of uh, explore the potential opportunities. Uh, We began the process on the U.S. side this spring and applied through the Department of Treasury and OFAC and were sort of awarded the first U.S. ship to go to Cuba and return to the U.S. So the way the maritime laws work, there are ships that already go to Cuba. There are Europeans, there are Canadians, there are, uh, you know, a lot of people who've been enjoying Cuba. It's just that uh, obviously there has been a barrier between the U.S. and sort of returning to the US um, once someone visits Cuba. So we were honored to receive the first US approval. Uh, We won't begin sailing to Cuba until next May. So it's our intention to begin in May. We're still working through um, all the final pieces of the Cuban approval side, but we have absolutely um, every confidence that we'll uh, progress with that. and, And we're really excited to just get to know the Cuban people. Um, the trips will be a little different, but still in the same social impact ethos uh, that Fathom is. The onboard, uh, cultural immersion, kind of impact training, and really community building will be the same, irregardless of the country. However, in Cuba, there are very strict regulations about how travelers can be on ground. There is no tourist activity. So one example is if you want to go windsurfing, you better go to the Dominican Republic because you can serve in the schools and go windsurfing, um, you know, at your leisure. Whereas in Cuba, you actually have to be part of eight hours of kind of allowable activities on the ground. So we'll be deeply immersed with artists, um, hearing their stories and understanding uh, kind of their small business experience. Uh, We'll be immersed with entrepreneurs on the ground, with sort of food um, entrepreneurs. It's going to be really fun, but it will be slightly different. And really, it will take some time for us to understand uh, where and how can we best serve the needs of the Cuban people, because their needs are actually quite different uh, from the Dominicans. And we know that we don't know yet enough to really be able to say what the service component of sort of who we are will look like. And we want to be careful that we make sure we learn first. uh, And that's kind of why we're slower out of the gates with that.
0: Now, tell us a little bit more about the onboard activities, because it sounds like it isn't just hot tupping and shuffleboard.
2: Well, it's a, it's a completely different experience. You know, I, I like to give the example that Coca-Cola, you know, has different products they offer in a bottle. They offer soda. They offer water. They offer tea. And, and, you know, sometimes you might be in the mood for soda. Sometimes you might be in the mood for tea. Some people don't drink soda. Some people don't drink tea. But the reality is you might enjoy them all. You just you understand they're a very different offering, right? And, and that's how different Fathom is. So the fun thing for us is we are probably the only brand or one of the only brands that will have a ship completely focused on one region. So most cruise ships that travel around the world, you know, are fortunate to go see lots of places. And, and that's kind of, for a traveler, part of the magic is getting to see and experience, you know, kind of the breadth of, of where they go, for us, we very strategically and intentionally uh, picked the Caribbean and the Dominican Republic and Cuba. So our whole ship will be contextualized to that region. So we will have Dominican and Cuban inspired menus, Dominican and Cuban inspired uh, film and you know, arts and music. And so the fun thing is the whole ship can be contextualized to that one region. So that would be sort of one way it's a little different. The ship doesn't have a casino. It won't have uh, Broadway type performances. Our ship is really purposed for this holistic impact journey that we've built. I mean, honestly, I feel honored to work with some of the best and brightest and uh, most talented product and experienced designers in the world. I-, I feel fortunate to have attracted you know, some remarkable people really des- designing this holistic experience. And so the onboard activities will facilitate uh, a customer and a traveler's journey, right? We believe everybody has gifts and talents. And we also believe that when you figure out a way to use what you're great at for the benefit of of someone else's life, it's it's kind of the best drug there is. So we're kind of helping people through that journey. We're going to help them learn to tell stories more effectively and give them some really simple, fun tools to do that. Uh, We're going to have lots of cool community building. um, You know, a, a group of 700 on a small ship is actually quite intimate. And our spaces on board the ship are really intimate. It's a really beautiful ship. Uh, We're really excited about about what we'll be able to provide. And then some of the on-ground experiences, as you could imagine, will have some training requirements. It's not like people will spend eight hours in a classroom. But what they may have is a 45-minute training session before they go into the school to finish their background check and to finish their kind of final preparations and get to know the materials before they get on the ground, right? So it's been very carefully architected, and it's going to be a ton of fun. I mean, part of the beauty of what we offer is this isn't a um, mission trip, right? It is not going into a local community and staying in the family's house or in the church or in the school. This is a very different kind of experience, and and we love that we can combine – the opportunity to serve in a meaningful and scalable way, but actually just celebrate the fact that, you know, people want to get away and have fun and, you know, make a difference. And so uh, we're really excited about the experience, as you can tell. Um, and we think, you know, there really is nothing like it. Right. Um, so
0: Well, terrific. Tara, before we wrap up, let me ask you one uh, personal question just to get some insight into you. What makes you tick? What drives you? But as you become a role model to the countless customers and employees of Fathom, uh, who do you look to as a role model? Who inspires you?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So it's an honor for me really to serve our team and to serve the community. Um, you know, there's so many people I admire, but the, the first person that comes to mind is a man named Awat Haile. He's an Eritrean refugee. Uh, I got to know Awat about five years ago. Um, my last adventure has been building an organization called Create Common Good. We say we use food to change lives, but it's essentially a job training uh, organization, and we help equip individuals, homeless, uh, refugees, women at risk, to get their first jobs, and it's it's one of the um, best things I've ever been fortunate to be a part of. So a lot, when we met him, he was on the brink of homelessness. He was a single guy. Um, He was not sure what it was going to take to kind of get out of this crisis mode. He came into our job training program. Month later, he had a job. Month later, he had another job. Another month later, he had a wife. Month after that, you know, they were talking about having a kid. They now own a house and a business, and they've brought his brother um, from Eritrea. and you know, this all happened in a period of about two years. And you know, I marvel at the resilience, uh, the strength and, and just the endurance that a Watt has. He's a dear friend of mine. Um, so while he was a job trainee, create common good in a student, so to speak. You know, I can't tell you the number of times uh, I feel like he's taught me lessons. So he's someone I just admire uh, deeply.
0: So. No, that's fantastic. That's a great, great, uh, a very inspiring choice for a role model. And I thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, before you go, can you tell uh, everyone how to find out more about Fathom, how to book a trip, how to get ready, uh, where do they go to learn more?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, my encouragement is to hop on our website. It's fathom.org. So it's just fatho org. Or you can obviously reach out to our customer service team. I would encourage people to, you know, make your, make your plan soon and tell your friends because we, we actually built the experience to be great for families, to be great for groups of young people, so sort of young millennials um we've got some really fun opportunities on board so we encourage people to do it today because it is actually quite a scarce amount of, of inventory just with the one ship so we start sailing in april 2016 i'll be hosting uh the week uh kind of the maiden voyage week of april 17th through the 24th we'll have lots of uh media um you know, in sort of a fun VIP group. So that would be a really fun time to go. Um, I'll also be hosting the first week in May when we first go to Cuba. So we encourage people to, again, you know, hop on to fathom.org, learn more, and reach out today and bring your friends. So I'll be there with my kids. My kids will go, too. So it's, it's designed for children who are eight years and older to do with their parents.
0: Fantastic. Well, Tara, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you every success in the launch of Fathom.
2: Thank you so much, Devin. It's really an honor to be with you. All righty. Let's do some good.
0: At the intersection of financial services and social media, gate global impact. GGI uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Mike Schweger promotes authors, nonprofits, and humanitarian organizations. He also writes speeches that inspire, and he helps prepare leaders for appearances on major national TV talk shows. Learn more at media or tvtraining.tv. Call him at 954 423
1: Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for your mark on the world every weekday devon hosts a ceo celebrity entrepreneur or other change maker here on the your mark on the world show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark devon is a champion of social good writing about advocating for and advising people who are doing good he is a forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship impact investing and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com